It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, we've been watching today, of course, uh, just a little over an hour and a half ago, President Biden spoke to the nation talking about the situation in Russia and on Ukraine's border. And I thought it was a great speech, actually, from the president, uh, one of his strongest. I think he delivered it well. I think it was crafted right. I think it had the right uh, touch points and tone. And so often in all of these things, how you present the message and the strategy and all of those things matters. It matters a great deal. We've seen the president in the past struggle with uh, delivering a a text around the economy or the Build Back Better plan uh, where he kind of drifted or wasn't really engaged. And today he, he really got it right. And I think he sent a strong message to the American people, to our allies and to Vladimir Putin in Russia and so it was a, a good speech, and I think it was based on good policy and good principles. Uh, and and now I think that's uh, what comes next. Can he parlay that into a little bit of momentum? And obviously there's going to be the reality of what happens on the ground in Ukraine that will uh, determine really what happens next and how the president leads. But there's another speech coming up for the president uh, that is on the books, on the calendar, and it is the State of the Union address, which he is scheduled to deliver on March 1st in the House chamber. He's received that invitation from Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, and that's actually how that happens, by the way, if you weren't aware. Uh, The president doesn't just get to decide to give a speech. He has to be invited uh, to speak to a joint session of Congress and deliver that State of the Union, and Nancy Pelosi has done that, uh, extended that invitation for March the 1st, And obviously there's a host of things uh, that Americans are worried about, concerned about, hopeful about. And so it's going to be a very interesting State of the Union. Uh, Most of you who have uh, followed us on this show know that I I am a student of State of the Union addresses. I write one every year. Uh, Not that I'm ever going to deliver one, but I'll deliver it to you when we get to March 1st. So the question for President Biden is, how can he best communicate his priorities, his principles and policies, and how can he make sure that those connect with the American people? That seems to be where the biggest disconnect has been. And those on the left and on the right have been critical of the president in terms of delivering a message that's congruent with not just what he believes, but what the American people are actually experiencing. And so this was fascinating to me. Uh, In an op-ed in the New York Times today, uh, David Axelrod, of course, longtime uh, Democratic Party strategist, uh, of course, uh, was a major player in President Obama's administration as an advisor and really uh, uh, someone who understood the messaging in in such a significant way. So David Axelrod uh, wrote this op-ed to give the president some advice about how he should approach the State of the Union. I think that is so interesting that He's literally sending the message. Uh, maybe the maybe he's no longer has his pass to get in the White House, or maybe some of the uh, White House staff around President Biden doesn't want David Axelrod in the building, uh, and so he's getting it through the New York Times through an op-ed piece. 
And there are some very interesting things that David Axelrod gives advice to the president when it comes to delivering this State of the Union address. So in this uh, op-ed, Axelrod suggested that the president really go with kind of a proceed with caution approach to things. In particular, he said, be careful, be careful to talk about the things that uh, you've done to help the challenges that the American people have been facing over the course of the last year, lay out your goals for the future. Of course, we always expect that in a State of the Union address. He said, but recognize that we are still in the grips of a national trauma. Polls show that the vast majority of Americans believe we are on the wrong track as a country. And people have little patience for lavish claims of progress that defy their lived experience. I think that's interesting advice uh, because I think one of the things that the president has struggled with, he has had a number of addresses to the nation and uh, press conferences where he's talked about everything being great and the, the number of jobs and unemployment and all these positive things. Well, it just didn't resonate or ring true with the actual experience of most of the American people. Uh, as he pointed out, the vast majority of Americans think we're on the wrong track as a country. And so standing in the well of the United States House and telling the American people that all is great and getting better when their lived experience is so different uh, just creates this this incongruent moment. And the American people can get that. Uh, And we've seen this with both uh, Democrats and Republican presidents, that if you're just saying something that sounds great, it sounds awesome. But deep in their gut, the American people have a good gut check. And they may say, yeah, that sounds good, but that's not what my neighbor's experiencing. That's not what I'm feeling in my house today or at my workplace. Uh, He also pointed out, David Axelrod, and his advice to President Biden as he prepares his State of the Union address coming up on March 1st. Uh, He actually talked about something they learned uh, during the Obama administration, and that was to always make sure that you pitch progress delicately and always with a focus on continuing struggles of the middle class uh, as they try to recover, whether that's financially or coming out of the pandemic. Uh, And then he also mentioned that uh, the president really ought to approach this with a little bit of humility in terms of where we are and recognizing that uh, this is a uh, novel coronavirus meaning there was a lot of unknowns in terms of where we were and what it meant and how it would proceed, and to just accept that and to point that out and to make sure that the president had a a little bit of humility, even in the things that the president will, of course, want to claim as successes and things that he's done for working Americans, and just getting that right balance, that tone matters, and being congruent not just with the lofty ideals and goals you want to lay out, but with where the American people actually are. And sometimes that takes restraint because I guarantee you the president's speechwriting team is going to want to go pull out all the stops and go big on this speech. And they should proceed with caution. And as David Axelrod pointed out, with a bit of humility in the mix. We've been talking a lot about humility lately. Uh, It is one of those vital virtues, I think, for our country, especially for our leaders. And I think the president having the kind of restraint 
in this upcoming speech uh, will be really important. So a, a tale of a couple of speeches today. I thought the president did extremely well laying out where we are as it relates to Russia and Ukraine. It will be interesting to see how he crafts a message. Will he do it with humility and with reality and invite the American people to be part of something great? That will be the test. We'll follow it. Thanks for listening to us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another... Pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.